Here we are at 4 o'clock again, Jamila, on That's a Thursday. Right. Yep, and uh, we uh, have on the line with us today, we'd like to welcome Lorene Phillips. Welcome to Mind Your Business, Lorene. Um, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm excited to have Lorene here because we actually just uh, participated in the webinar with her yesterday, which was called mm -hmm. How Business Etiquette Can Turn a Customer into a Client. And so just a little bit about Lorene. She is an executive coach and etiquette trainer, facilitator, speaker, and author. Um, she's the founder of Clarendon Wallace, and it's an executive coaching and consulting firm. And so I think it interesting because every time I think about etiquette, I'm thinking about all those classes I had to take when I was a little girl. <laughs> and my mom's like, walk straight. Yeah, pick well, the right fork. I still my, don't know how to do those things, by the way. It applies, <laughs> it applies to a few different you know what things I mean? in life. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I think it was interesting to, to say how using these techniques could actually help you to turn um, a customer into a client. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit to Lorene about today. Um, so Lorene, do you want to fill in all the blanks that I left uh, about you <laughs> and yourself and the business? No, I, I, I think you did a great job. Um, so about six months ago, I took the leap of becoming an entrepreneur and uh, decided to work full-time for my company, Clarendon Wallace. It was started about seven years ago. Um, but it was uh, more on a part-time basis. And uh, since I've been back uh, from London, where I was for almost six years, I decided this was the perfect time to um, do what I've always wanted to do, which is to be able to use all my experiences and all my skill sets gathered over the last 30 years or so and help that to help individuals to really um, achieve their goals. That is so it's awesome. Really exciting. It's really exciting to do that. Uh, no way did I see the COVID-19, but... Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. And, and that's kind of what we, we want to talk about to you as yes. well is how are you coping? Like, how does that, um, first of all, taking the leap into entrepreneurship. Yay. Where's yeah. the, um, well done. the clap soundtrack? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's not easy. We know that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But on this show, we, we're talking about minding your business and how you do that. So how mm -hmm. has it been for you in the wake of COVID-19? I think COVID-19, like any crisis, presents opportunities. And uh, for me, um, having been in an industry that is built on uncertainty, that's the insurance and the reinsurance sector, mm -hmm. I'm fairly comfortable with uncertainty. So I wasn't, I was uh, not expecting it, but I wasn't, um, I didn't see that as an obstacle necessarily. Mm -hmm. I just saw that as an opportunity to adapt and to innovate and to become more creative. Actually, someone asked me that question earlier today, and I said, well, I kind of had an idea of some of the things I would be doing a year from now. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I'm doing it now. Yep. So I've learned that um, not to stand in the way of progress by aiming for per perfection. Mm -hmm. I pretty much go for like the 80% rule. If it's 80% good, I'm going to go for it and and stop getting trapped in the weeds. And uh, mm -hmm. so I've, I've just really dared myself to just um, really embrace social media, embrace the virtual space, and just trust not just my instincts, but trust my ability and trust that what I don't know, I will learn and be confident mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I think uh, with the webinar yesterday, like we had over 97 uh, registrants for that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and so it just it, it goes to show that people are trying to figure out by any means they necessary. What can yep. we do to get these people to start buying? Yep. And, and it is risk management to a degree, isn't it? In this COVID-19. Oh, for sure. And, and so really <laughs> that's your experience lies in that as well. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, one of the things we shared yesterday was that people like doing business with people they like. Mm-hmm. And that has not changed at all, um, COVID or no COVID. And that's something that we need to remind ourselves at the very basic core. So uh, Maya Angelou said it beautifully, beautifully when she said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. That's yep. And right. that's, the, that's the essence of true etiquette and manners. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's a little bit about knives and fork, you know, it's, a, it's <laughs> but it's more than that. It's, it's more. about the rule of engagement. It's mm-hmm. the way that you make others feel when they're in your president, mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding not just how treating someone the way you would like to be treated, but more importantly, it's treating others the way they want to be treated. That's a that's other level. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in this environment as entrepreneurs, and I put myself in that bucket now, and as individuals serving clients, and I'm saying clients because customers are, that's a transactional relationship mm-hmm. where they just buy an item and you have no vested interest whether they return or not. That's what a customer is. A client is where you are um, intentionally developing a deeper relationship so that customer can come back over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. that's when that customer becomes a client. And that's a long-term play. So it is very important that what seems like these soft skills, mm-hmm. um, they are not soft. They're actually far more important than those hard skills. And if some is innate, some may come natural, but it's something that we have to always be mindful of, of, of developing, making sure that others feel really welcome. We talked a little bit about engaging the, the customer. Right. Um, listening well, not listening to reply, but listening to be understood so that you understand what their needs are, so that mm-hmm. you can respond to that, and that it is a sign of respect. So etiquette is it's so big. You know, I've seen in my career where if you are um, not aware of what those social cues are right. or what the rules of engagement are, you can really uh, cut yourself off at the knee in terms of your own advancement or in terms of, of your own goals and, and your so, level of success. So it's very, very, very crucial. So, Lorraine, for those of us who may not be the best at, you know, being proper, <laughs> being proper. Um, myself <laughs> included in that company, what is there like a cheat sheet or... Or of, of rules of engagement, like w- what are the top five things I should definitely not be doing when I am engaging <laughs> with my customers who I want to be my clients? Is there something like that that exists? Um, I, you know, I wish I could tell you there was. There are some general rules. COVID has thrown a lot of stuff out of. You know, there's been a lot of rejigging going on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Around some practicalities around what is and isn't, but um, you know. I guess back to the, the two points I mentioned earlier, like two things that we talked about yesterday is I personally, as a customer, I don't like to be ignored. Right. Mm-hmm. So be attentive when someone comes in, engage them, Pay let attention. them know that, that you value them and that you value their business and that you would love to see them again. I shared a story that, uh, or uh, it's not a story, it's my experience. A few weeks ago when we came out of shelter in, in place, uh-huh. I was craving um, the um Christmas smell, you know, I have the Christmas scent spray that you spray throughout your house. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that scent, it's my happy place, okay? It's my happy place. <laughs> it's Christmas all spray, year round. I feel, yes, I feel really good inside. Yep. And so the, when we were allowed to, you know, venture out beyond the, the, the restricted uh, parameters, the first thing I did was I went to a store on Lower Reed Street called Exclusive Home. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I said to the guy, I'm looking for a Christmas spray. 
like fern smell. And he looked at me like, that's the strangest request ever. <laughs> and I said to him, it's, it's my happy smell. Yeah. Um, do you have it? So we walked around the store. We tried to find something close to it. And he said, um, you know, it's, it's a very seasonal um, scent. So it's not a surprise we don't have it. Maybe next Christmas. <laughs> right. I guess, he saw it, I guess he saw it on my face. I was just so sad. You're and disappointed. Just yes. a minute. He went to the reception and he bent down and he picked up a bottle of spray and he said, you can have this. It was the spray from last Christmas that they had. <laughs> the leftover spray. In their store. And he said, you can have that. It's complimentary. Oh, that's lovely. You, you know that I'll be back because he won me over. It's yeah, sure. what Maya Angela was talking about. It's the way he made me feel when I was there. Right. And everyone wants to have that level of experience, whether you're a small establishment or a large establishment uh-huh. that's Customers interesting want to know that they're they're valued yeah i mean i think yeah. that, that that's interesting because some people would consider that going above and beyond what do you it think it is love it i love it that's exactly what that's it what is. we should be doing right sure. we need to be over yeah under promise and over deliver every single mm-hmm. time that we can and that's how we set ourselves apart from the competition. And to be quite honest with you, one of the, I guess, the side effects of, of COVID is with everything moving onto an online platform. Yes. Individuals that are on, have a physical site have to work twice as hard sure. to really attract the consumer. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the work, our work is going to be cut off for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so because online they get the ease of service, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to be able to give them that wow factor right. when they interact with us. And I do appreciate that now we have the, the mask on, we have to do the distancing thing. We have to make sure how many people are inside of the, the mm-hmm. store, et cetera. And so there's some more on everyone's place. But I, I, I will tell you that when you engage and when you make people feel comfortable and welcome and appreciated and valued they will want to come and do business with and you. doesn't that make you feel better too loreen on the back it side feels, of it it feels fantastic doesn't it it does that's the yes, payback right yes, yeah yes. so and, you know at, at its core we're just people we, we like to feel special yes so, of course yes. Now, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is because Mm -hmm. everything's online now and we're not really engaging with each other face to face. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about emails and how you engage with your clients over emails? Because, you know, they're tones, right, to emails. And sometimes if you aren't aware. Sure. How people receive okay. it may be, yeah. you know, not complete. What you exactly. Not what you intended. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk a little yeah. bit about some of the things that people should consider who may not have, have thought about, you know, <laughs> when when they're composing emails and engaging with their customers, et cetera? Excellent question. You know, uh, uh, we talked about that yesterday as well, the power of the pen. One of the uh, fallout as well from COVID is that because we're moving into a virtual environment, your skill in writing is actually in higher demand. People are expecting better quality writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so no longer can you just pop into John's office and say, hey, hey, John, can I just run this by you? He's mm-hmm. not there. So what's happening now is that you're being asked more and more to, can you flush out your thoughts in that email? Or can you outline your strategy in that email? Or can you give us your thoughts ahead of that meeting um, in an email? So now people have to really hone their writing skills. And we know that uh, tone and um, appropriateness and etiquette around writing is is absolutely crucial. Again, another way that you can make or break your career or your trajectory. So um, when it comes to writing emails, it's all about 
the appropriateness of it in terms of the tone, uh, making sure that you are greeting people with the right greetings, not too familiar, mm-hmm. signing off appropriately. Um, you know, I usually start off with something warm. How are you doing? I get straight to the point because I'm pretty much a, a, a bum, bum, bum kind of person. Mm-hmm. But I make sure that I start off with a really nice opening. The body of it is nice and clean, very precise, and close off with a really favorable ending. Um, and, and give a lot of thought as well to your uh, subject matter. I, I am a stickler for subject. You get the subject matter right, you can get your email to pop out even more um, among hundreds of emails. But the skill of writing is becoming more and in, uh, more and more in demand, and the quality um, expectation is going to be higher and has been higher. I would agree. I know I find sometimes you receive emails and it's written how people Mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, you know, you read even (laughs) I've been guilty of it. Like you type something out Uh real quick and then you go back and you read it and it's like cringeworthy. It's like, oh, my God, they're going to think I'm an idiot. (laughs) Like what's cool? Not just grammar and punctuation there. (laughs) All of that. All of that. that, that, Yeah, that is absolutely true. Because you see, we have um, somehow, you know, with. Uh, you probably should go by age by now. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was getting a little bit uncomfortable with how relaxed writing has yes. come over yep. the years. Yes. And, yes. and mm-hmm. the younger generation, I have three of them. I have millennials and Gen Zs. And <laughs> I look at their writing and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? This is just not going to work. <laughs> and I, I personally, I am happy that we're going back to really good quality writing. It's going to be necessary um, again. And mm-hmm. I, it's absolutely going to be a necessary skill and it's going to set each uh, individual apart. So let me ask you this, Lorene, on that note, mm-hmm. because you mentioned yes. millennials, you mentioned Generation <laughs> Z, and, yes. you know, we, ha- we have the whole gamut, like bam- baby boomers, all of that. Yes. Sure. And yes. so what was expected then may not. Do, do you think that it's as expected now? Because I know even when you go to sites, the tone is informal. It's like... Hey, how you doing? What can I help you with? It, you know, it's. Do you think it does? It depends on your brand, the type yes. of way you should communicate with the customer. Like, yes, I, okay. I think the style, the style may change, but the bones of it uh, should be the same in terms of um, how it's laid out and and the general feel of it should be respectful and it it should be done in a way that um, you know really lends itself to your brand. Um, I work more in a, a corporate professional services environment, so my emails will tend to have a certain tone. Right. Um, it, it's like you. It's like if I write something on Facebook for Climbing Wallace, it may the style may change a little bit different, but sure. it's the same content, but it may be packaged a little bit more formal when I do it on LinkedIn. Right. So it, it can, the style may change for the audience, but all the bones of it needs to represent my brand and and what my brand stands for. So it doesn't matter what platform it is. I think it's going to be a leap for the, the Gen Z's and the millennials, but you know, they're quick learners. Um, they'll figure it out. They, mm-hmm. they are. And I think what's accepted yes. on Instagram and, and Facebook may be different uh-huh. than what's accepted on LinkedIn. And I'm like, do, do they even use LinkedIn? Right. Mm. Um, they're learning. They're learning how to do that. A big part of I do uh, some pro bonus with high school kids. Okay. Some work with college kids as well. Cause, you know, we really have to start investing in the next generation of leaders. And and basically, I'm introducing them to, here is what good writing looks like. <laughs> and um, here is what LinkedIn is. Do you know what that right. is? And this is what your profile needs to look like. And here is how you develop your personal brand. Even as a teenager, you can start developing your personal brand about who you are, what are your values, what's important to you. 
and how can everything I do reflect that in a consistent and, and clean way. Um, and we need to start that early with our young young people right into young adults because the, it's a competitive landscape and they're not just competing for Bermuda jobs, they're competing globally. Globally, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Yes. yes. And, and thinking of interacting with people on a global level, I think it's also important to kind of recognize that there are some basic things that you should have because you're emailing people in different countries Correct. all over the world. And so things things that may be seem like everyone knows, like the, the way we phrase things or vernacular Correct. that's used may be misinterpreted once it gets to the other side, the recipient lost on the other side. Yeah, it's yes. lost in translation. Exactly. So what exactly. what would is your suggestion to, to how to avoid that, how to avoid getting your message lost in translation? Well, a big part of it is knowing your audience, right? Um, you know, um, a, a big part of communication is knowing who you're communicating to. So knowing your audience and really understanding how they like to be communicated and communicating in such a way um, that they will hear you, that they will receive the information that you're providing to them. There are lots of books out there, you know, and then the good old internet, you know, mm-hmm. yes. you are communicating with someone in Asia or somewhere like that, you know, you can, there's there just so much resource out there um, that you can grab and just making sure. And then, you know, obviously run it by someone as well before you send it out, mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure that everything is on the up and up. And uh, translation software say, go, go is slow, available. Go slow. What's that? Sorry. Translation software is available yes, as well. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So that yes. you get your verb tenses right when it's, Correct. when it's yes. changed to another language. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about also is related to this, but, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's going to be happy. Not everybody's going to be pleased with whatever the service or the product you sold them. So mm-hmm. how would you recommend people deal with customers who are not satisfied? Negative right? You want to, you want to, yeah, a mm-hmm. negative review. How do you address something like that if you're, Focus is, is doing what's etiquettely appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that the ultimate goal is really to keep that client, right? Yeah. So the idea is not to lose the client. It's too much work to get the client in the first place. And it's very easy to lose a client. So whatever you need to, to do in order to, first of all, acknowledge and eat humble pie, do what Michelle Obama says, take the high road. Take the high road. And, yeah. um, and, and you just, um, you know, make sure that, if it's an area where you can uh, fix and, and it's in your control, absolutely get on with it. Be timely and keep your word. If you're going to get back to them by end of day, make sure it's end of day. If you're going to get back to them tomorrow by noon, make sure it's noon. Integrity, keeping your word and delivering mm-hmm. on it. And you will, you know, you will win that, that customer back. Um, it's not about being right. It's about doing what is best for the long-term success of your business. Um, because people can get online now and, and share their experiences. Oh, and they do. And we they are do. definitely so, in the cancel cu- culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just think we just have to be um, really careful and being mindful and being um, uh, self-manage ourselves um, around those situations to make sure um, that we get a positive outcome for the customer that becomes the client. And one of the things that I think is difficult sometimes for, I would say, sole proprietors, because in most Mm -hmm. cases, they are their business, right? Yeah. So they are a walking representation of their business. And sometimes when you can receive, when you get a negative review, it's almost like a personal attack. (laughs) And and your immediate response when someone's attacking you is to defend yourself, right? (laughs) So you defend yourself. And I, 
I guess what I'm, the question in this instance would be, how would you recommend people approach that scenario? Understanding the circumstances. And let's say the customer is not right in this instance. Um, but they have publicly gone the perception on to Madge's list or <laughs> People's List or something and said, yeah. this is my experience. How would one, should one respond to something like that? Um, I think, Marina, I, I think you, you, you'll do the best that you can within your control. There are just going to be always be things outside of your control. Right. But I would focus on what I can control and what I can control would be I would definitely uh, reach out to the person offline mm-hmm. and find a, a way to, to resolve that. And, um, and, and and that's pretty much all you can do. Um, that's it. Um, if someone is going to go off the deep end and take it further, I mean, there is just so much that you can do. What I do know is that it's not any one uh, experience that's going to derail you. It, it has to be um, an aggregation or a sequence or a continuation or repetitiveness of a certain kind of service mm-hmm. that will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know we will have that one-off situation, mm. but that's all it is. If it's a continuous thing, then that's a pattern and that could be indicative of, of a larger issue. Right. But I think for just a one-off, you know, you do the very best you can to meet them halfway, give them a gift certificate or, you know, just apologize for them not having a good experience and see how can we make it better and, and do what you can. Um, you know, sometimes you're just not going to win it all. But you won't win it all back. You, but won't, you, you won't win it all. You yeah. mentioned something. You said, okay, so this person has publicly shamed and named you, mm-hmm. but you said to follow up with them offline. Do you yes. think that should you respond publicly to something, maybe not the details or nitty gritty, but at least to acknowledge the fact so that other people who could be your potential customer sees that you at least care enough to you have igno- some integrity. Right. Because mm-hmm. they won't oh, know yeah. that you followed yeah. up with them, you know, mm-hmm. offline. Yeah, like, I, I would, act, yeah, I, I would probably just say something along the line of, you know, we're sorry that you, your experience was not, um, satisfactory or mm-hmm. met your expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would be happy to discuss it further offline this is not typical of of our establishment right mm-hmm. right we right we'll do whatever we can to um to rectify and to to see how we can um improve your experience mm-hmm. right that, that would be the summation of it okay and then actually deal with the the actual you know, person the actual issue and, yeah. and person offline yeah because mm-hmm. you know you just don't want to get into that offline but yes i would acknowledge it and along kind of the framework I've just laid out and, mm-hmm. and then deal with the actual remedy of it offline. I think it's, it's yeah. interesting. We get into that situation all the time too at BDC, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes. somebody will say something on Facebook and then you see the comments. I swear. I'm like, Lord have mercy. This rabbit hole got deep real quick. <laughs> you, have to, you have to, you have to fight the urge, you know, that's you emotion, do. emotional intelligence comes in. You yes. Know, yes. You need to self manage and yeah. To really look through it and, you know, to your comment earlier, to be able to remove yourself from that personal right. uh, investment and take a step back and, and look at it. Change on, your perspective. Yep. Yeah, on an objective basis. Sometimes maybe you just need to step away and, you know, do a, a couple of breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Trust then, me, been there, done back. that. <laughs> look uh, at it from the other direction, around, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, come back. Because, you know, whatever you put in writing, you know, it's safe. That's it. Right? It's forever, you know, it's right? It's deleted. Yeah. It's and right there. when you are your brand, you said that earlier, when you are your brand, you're never off. You're always on. Mm. You're always acting in the capacity 
of who you are. You know, you don't, you don't knock off on, on Friday evening. That's you right. Know, you're always you, right? So you want to make sure that you're showing up the best version of yourself, no matter where you are, whether you're in the grocery store, you never know who you're going to bump into. You know, with everyone wearing masks, um, I was in Phoenix the other day, and I was looking at some different masks, and there was someone in line, and she turned around to me with her mask on. All I saw was her eyes, which didn't tell me much. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, try those. They're absolutely amazing. So I said, oh, thank you. And then she said, you don't uh, recognize me? And I said, no, I don't. And she pulled her mask down. It turns out that she is the uh, she's one of my clients, and I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness! So Bermuda is small, yes, and it so is. that's a good thing when you're building a business. I'm gonna say again, Bermuda is small. That can be a bad thing when you are not um, aware of how you are uh, managing yourself, so to sure. speak. That um, is so, so true. Be very mindful of that. It can. It can slice both ways. So that is very true. We, we know that. I mean, we see it every day in the news yeah. and, and all yeah. of that. You know, something mm-hmm. that can be seen to be innocent can can have a huge yeah. impact on, on your business. and sure, and. Um, you're your brand on your brand on your future yeah. your future goals for your business so um, I think that's important and I think it's something that we're dealing with a lot we see it a lot mm-hmm. in the cancel culture you know it's like yes, you say yeah. this one thing to me now I'm gonna get online and I'm gonna tell everybody what you did and mm-hmm. then tell them not to shop with you anymore mm-hmm. and um, I know several businesses that have been impacted by that um, mm-hmm. so it's just all it, it, for me it's like what is that fine line? And I think you kind of summarize it well. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, be very generic publicly mm-hmm. what you're going to do, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. restate, yeah. I guess, your policy or whatever Correct. it is as it relates Correct. to whatever service or product you're selling. And yeah. then offline, you do the deep dive to try to figure out how best to mm-hmm. to Correct. resolve the complaint. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if it's all resolved and everybody's, you know, hunky-dory, then that could be a wonderful win story right. that you can also share as a part of your experience. So, um, yeah, I absolutely agree. We have to be really careful in this environment. So let me ask you this, because we're coming to the mm-hmm. bottom of the hour. If sure. people are still struggling, right, to, mm-hmm. to figure out how to be on their best behavior, whether <laughs> online or dealing it person to person with customers, what what are some of the things that they should consider? And then how would they follow up and get in touch with you? Like, do you offer courses? What does it look like if they want to engage you? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So um, I, I would say the first thing, and I deal a lot with clients around how they want to show up, is really understanding what your values are, what is important to you, what are those things that you want to be known for, and making sure that that is reflected in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do deal with that in terms of one-on-one coaching, and I also deal with that within group coaching that I integrate with training as well. I can be reached on uh, com. Or on LinkedIn. Okay. And so I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, but you know, those are easy ones to connect with. <laughs> <laughs> Clarendon Wallace. So for, for the person yeah. who's like, hmm, I don't know, maybe should I, what what are the top I would say two things that everyone should do? irrespective of, of what um, industry they're in when they're communicating with their customers that yeah. they want to turn into clients. First is uh, show your customer um, respect at all times in terms of how you uh, listen um, attentively, listen to understand as opposed to reply. 
Also, engage your clients um, genuinely with a smile. Make sure that your eyes and your smile match. People mm. do notice those things. Mm-hmm. Even, um, even if you have a mask over, you can tell when it's genuine and when it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. And also, um, again, just making others feel comfortable when they're, they're in your presence. Doing that extra, going the next level of mm. service. Mm. We all can agree that because of COVID, the baseline of service has been moved upwards. Yeah. So we all have to step our game up in order to really be able to, to convert that customer into a client because they have so many choices. And online is one of those. All right. Well, those were great tips to to end with. Um, Like Laureen said, if you're interested in in finding out more or signing up for one of her workshops, you can reach her at clarendonwallace.bm. Is it .bm or .com? .com. Clarendonwallace.com. I really thank you for coming on and talking with us a little bit. My pleasure. Yeah. um, No problem. So have a a good weekend. And I'm going to do my best to work on my etiquette your business etiquette uh, business if etiquette. you need help reach out okay <laughs> i love it you're not alone <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much, much you're a good company. thank right. you so much appreciate it have All a good weekend you too bye-bye okay, bye-bye here we are jamil at the bottom of the hour already it's been great I, it has been yeah I, that was a real motivating i feel like uplifted and that's a good thing that's yeah what we're trying to do here thank you to Lorreen so much and uh let's do it all again next week next shall we? week same looking time, forward same to the next one and any questions you have just go to bedc yes and they'll help you out that's right, right. <laughs> thank you for listening and all remember right. if you don't mind your business well who will then who will? we're gonna take care of that <laughs> Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.